listening to the Zenial Dadcast. Hey everybody, this is Mo. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we're going to dig into ear infections, solo parenting, and the work-life balance. Our band to dig out is a DC native band called Light Mare. So if you can dig it, then let's dig it together. Let's get started. I was not going to record tonight. In fact, I, uh, I've been struggling with a cold uh, the last week. Uh, and it's, you know, every time the kid gets a cold, then the parents get a cold. So it's been a really, really rough week. And I mentioned at the top talking about work-life balance and ear infections and solo parenting. So let me give you a little bit of context. Uh, about mid-last week, Benny started coming down with some symptoms. Uh, and he had a really rough night, and he started having ear pain. And so, naturally, we went to uh, the clinic. We got him checked out. We got him some. He had a, he has an ear infection, so we got him some medicine, some antibiotics, what have you. Uh, and now he's on this seven-day regimen. He's also got a cough, uh, and it's going around. Like I've had multiple people uh, ask me, "How is how is your son doing?" Uh, because they've been hearing about kids having respiratory conditions and colds all, all over the country. It's like a mini pandemic right now. And so it's kind of been, you know, he has an ear infection. I don't know if that's because or part of it or anything, but it's kind of been nice to have him in the house. Not We're, we're sort of quarantining for the week. Uh, at least that's the way it feels like. So this happened mid last week. And then close to the weekend, his mother, uh, she, she had a business trip pop up. And, and so she's gone for the week. And, and right around that same period of time, you know, I started coming down with a cold. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I've, I've got a bit of a cough that I've been struggling with. And I'm taking some cough medicine. I'm doing all right. Uh, but then on top of that, you know, uh, I got a couple of projects going on and work's got a lot of, a lot of heavy meetings and a lot of, uh, a lot of busy, busy stuff that I'm doing for work. And it's just been a bit of a struggle. And I know I'm not alone here. I know um, other parents deal with the exact same thing. Uh, it just feels like this last week, it's it's piling on a little bit more than than usual, you know. Anyway, that being said, you know he he did have an ear infection. It's always uh it's his first ear infection, but it's always tricky. I I hate hospitals. Uh, I absolutely hate clinics. I am I guess it's a stereotypical guy thing. I don't know. But I am not a fan of going to a hospital for anything. I really, so, you know, he had a really rough night and uh, and he didn't sleep well. He had ear pain and we gave him some kids Tylenol. But I knew, like, as a parent, you got to take him to, to, uh, to the clinic. I, you know, myself or any other friend, we would have just self-medicated and we probably would be okay. But with kids, you, you never really know. And so 
his mother supported it. We we got in the cab. We went to the clinic. I ended up having to take half day off from work. You know the way the way it works here, at least with the public clinics, uh, is you go and you buy like a little ticket. Like when you go to the bank and they used to give you a little ticket that gave you your number for your turn, and you buy a ticket, and that ticket might be. In first in line, tenth in line, twentieth in line, you don't really know, so you gotta ask. You gotta ask other people, hey, what's your number? You know, what number are they on now? You know, who that that kind of thing. And so we realized pretty quickly when we bought the ticket that uh, that we were around tenth place, right? And again, I don't go to clinics, so I don't really know how things work. So I'm having his mom explain it to me because because she, she's been to clinics a lot more than I have. And, uh, and so we, we sit down and we realize, okay, we're about 10th in a row. So, I mean, there's plenty of time. The kid's not going to do well just sitting here waiting in a room full of uh, sick people. And so we decided to go out for lunch. And so we went for lunch and we figured we'll, we'll be back with plenty of time for our turn. And of course, the predictable thing happened. We, we ended up taking longer. We came back and right when we came back, apparently we had just missed our turn. You know, like we, we asked and the nurse said, yeah, I just called you. And so it was infuriating. And when you miss your turn, they don't just let you skip in line or anything. You basically go to the bottom of the list. And they see, they see patients uh, up until like 6 p.m. or something. So we basically waited until 6 p.m. And around 6 p.m., we got called. Benny goes in. Again, Benny, like, here's the thing. Parents suffer more than the kids. There's a little park there. We, we had snacks. He had his tablet. So he was fine. He was playing. He was playing with other kids. He was barely, like, non-symptomatic. Thank God. You know, he wasn't struggling with any pain or anything. Uh, but he was just having a good time being out of the house, you know? And uh, and we're just, I mean, his mother died. We're, we're just struggling, waiting there. And we're so, so angry that... We missed our turn and all this stupid stuff that you laugh about later. We go into the doctors. It's maybe a, a 15 minute visit, you know. They they check him out. He's got very common symptoms for an ear infection. And it's just the way the system works here. I just remember when I was a kid, when you had to go to visit the doctor, you could call, make an appointment, you know, or just go and visit and then they'll take you on. They'll, they'll, they'll see you. If it's an emergency, you go to the emergency room and they'll see you pretty quickly. But if you needed to go to your doctor, your pediatrician, you'd call, make an appointment for the next day, uh, and then just go just go visit the doctor. And it was never this thing where you have to go wait in line for your turn. It really turns a 15-minute doctor's visit into like a three-hour thing that we have to coordinate around. We both work. And we both want the best for our child. So, you know, we took the day and we just went. We knew we were just going to have to deal with whatever cards we were dealt. Thankfully, he wasn't in any pain. and Everything worked out well. It's just frustrating that you have to deal with that kind of stuff uh, on a regular basis. You know, I wish we could just, like, they know. They know how long it takes to see patients. And they know that they could block it off in 15, 20-minute sessions. Like most, most doctor's offices would work there would be nothing against us booking 
3 o'clock, other people booking 3.20, and we would be back at that hour so that we knew we had our slot, you know? I'm even thinking about it now, and it's like, maybe maybe we didn't miss our turn. Maybe our turn came early because other people missed their turn. And so that kind of, like, you go down that rabbit hole, oh, man, the whole thing just just infuriates you. So pushing on, right? We we He's got his medicine. We're doing well. He hasn't been going to school because... He's on this anti- antibiotic regimen, and he's been feeling a little, a little uh, down. But the last couple of days, he's he's kind of back to his normal self, and he's on his last days of the uh, antibiotic treatment. I, on the other hand, started coming down with a cold, and it's always I, again like I say, it's tough. It's tough for everybody. On top of that, you've got a cold. So on top of dealing with work and trying to keep your kid sane while we're recovering at home. And doing it by yourself because you're solo parenting for the week, you kind of just get stressed out. And then on top of that, you got a cold to deal with, so you're not sleeping usually as well as you might, uh, and you're just trying to keep your energy up, right? So, so it's been that kind of struggle, and it started making me think about the work-life balance because I'm very, very fortunate to be in the position that I am in. I'm not, you know, swimming in it by any means, but I am in a position where I get to hang out with my son all day. And especially now where we don't want him to go to school and, you know, uh, while he's taking his medicine and potentially getting other things from other kids, you know, it's nice that we don't have to worry about him at a babysitter or at a friend's house. You know, he can stay home and I can work from home and We'll have our, my cousin come and help uh, his, when his mother isn't here. But it's a very easy situation to adapt to. And I remember personally when I was a kid, uh, I was an only child until I was 10. And my mother was a single parent, didn't have as, as much as I do, and had to very much struggle with that balance of I have to go to work to provide for my child. And so I have to leave him in whatever condition he's in, with a babysitter, with a with a neighbor, with a friend. And so in that regard, I'm incredibly fortunate. Working from home in this re- remote work reality that we live in takes a toll on you. And it's something that doesn't, it's something that's being spoken about more and more. But it's something that if you're, if you don't, uh, if you don't deal with it uh, yourself, it's gonna, it's gonna get worse. And what I mean by that is when you work from home, you don't have the same boundaries that you naturally have when you have to commute to work and so i'm, I'm working with uh, with a company right now that i've been with them five years now and i started working with them when i was living in medellin colombia and at that point in time i would commute to work and it was a very very easy transaction i commute to work i work i commute back home and i'm not working anymore very easy lifestyle and everybody knows it everyone's adjusted to it right but then when you turn that into remote work and working from home sometimes it gets very difficult to draw that line and say okay let me turn this off and walk away uh and i've struggled with that in the past but i i am happy to report that in the last couple of months as i've been diving more into this agile oriented way of working I've been really working towards improving my way of working. Call it the WOW, right? W-O-W. 
my way of working has to be manageable for me because I love what I do. I love my job. I love the people I work with. Uh, having, I have very interesting conversations every single day. And there's a part of me who would do it all day. I would do it for 12, 15 hours a day. It's, it's a part of what I, what I, what's really, part of what's really had me stick to this particular company and, and work this particular role is because it's given me this opportunity to grow professionally into a project man, manager, meeting facilitator, agile coach role where I can, where I feel like I can have a real impact on the group of people and help the team work better. It's not always easy. Often than not, it's a struggle, but it's an invigorating struggle that you're constantly learning from your mistakes and trying new ideas. And so in the last couple of months, I've been working towards planning my days so that I start and end the right way. Sometimes I don't succeed. Sometimes I fail horribly. Uh, and there are times where you just have so many projects and so many things in the air and there's so many priorities uh, coming at you that you just have to bullet through it because if you if you put it down now and you go to sleep or, or you go out to dinner or you go out to the movies, you just spend that time like thinking, wait, but I have to do that and then I can't forget this and then this, I forgot to do that piece and I forgot to update this thing here. And and so so I've been getting into this rhythm where I plan my days out about two days ahead. So two days ahead, I am making a conscious choice to look at two days from now. It used to be one day and then I realized sometimes things snowball and oh my God, one day is not enough. And it used to be one week, but then so many things happen in between that week that if I, if I do too much prep work and then all of it kind of just is deemed irrelevant or it has to be updated anyway. So a two day gap has been a sweet spot so far. Maybe I'll make it a three day. Three day kind of sounds like a good happy medium too, right? But two days. So one of the things I do is every day I have a task on my board to prep for the morning call in two days. We, uh, we have these team calls Monday through Friday at the same time. And each day is about a different theme, a different area, business area that we want to focus on. And because they happen from week to week, so Thursday's call is next Thursday's call is, is next Thursday's call. There's always an agenda to prepare. And as things get completed throughout that week, things get bubbled up. Other priorities come to the surface. And so we always have this agenda that is iteratively evolving uh, day to day. And so I have uh, Wednesday called tomorrow that I prepped for on Monday. On Monday, I had this task and I said, you know what? Let me look at that Wednesday call and get that agenda going. And during that prep, I'm looking at all the tasks that were assigned on last Wednesday's call. I'm looking at their status. I'm looking at any additional notes or any, any other uh, dependencies or issues that were bubbled up that are related to those deliverables. And I'm putting them into our Wednesday call for tomorrow. Today, I did a quick spot check. There was nothing glaring out, but I did all the prep on Monday for tomorrow. And so tomorrow I'm waking up. Uh, hopefully I'll sleep a little better than last night. 
I'll, uh, I'll do a quick workout in the morning. I'll log in, get my day started, get my coffee, and then I'll go into this meeting and I'll have the agenda ready for me and for the team. The other good thing about this is if I do it two weeks, one of the things I noticed is if I do it one day ahead, I'm sending out an email saying, hey guys, this is the, this is the agenda to all the meeting participants. And I know that none of them are reading it. I know that most of it, maybe some of them are seeing the email, but they're not really paying attention to it. And the fact that it's the next day also means they don't really have to read it because it's happening tomorrow. So they'll, they'll be in the call tomorrow, right? What I'm hoping is by doing it two days ahead, sending that email and saying, hey guys, this is the known agenda for uh, two days from now. It'll catch their eye a little bit earlier and they'll click into it a little bit more consistently so that other things will bubble up. Because one of the one of the roadblocks, not roadblocks, maybe challenges, is that we'll go into these calls with a five-point agenda, uh, and then people will start bubbling up six, seven, eight points. And those things will come to the head of the meeting because they're top of mind, right? They're things that people are talking about. And it gets very hard to get people to switch gears. Like, you can try saying, hey, let's stick a pin on that for now. And sometimes it works, but it's very hard to do that when you have six or seven people on a call and they all just start ripping off ideas and brainstorming solutions, you know? So I'm trying to catch that by creating some sort of net, a little bit of time between the agenda being prepped and the call being held for those things to be bubbled up. So we'll see how that goes. It's a relatively new thing, but I feel like I've been doing it for the last week and a half. And at least it at least feels better because I'm work. I'm waking up a little bit more relaxed, you know, knowing that I'm two days ahead for these call preps, and that at the very least we have an agenda that is going to be relevant to to our, our team. All right, so we'll switch gears. Enough of that uh, work talk. Uh, but this band, Lightmare, comes from DC. I message them through Facebook, and they tell me they're not together anymore tell me they've broken up and they're no longer playing music which is tragic because they have two records on spotify uh and they have such a classic sound uh i got really into it it kind of i know i've said this before but it kind of reminds me of like a quentin tarantino <laughs> soundtrack you know uh and i really dig it let's see we are we're definitely gonna listen to this track called all cats are beautiful only only because of that title because I really dig funky titles, and this is a big band sound. Uh, and it's too bad because you don't have a lot of bands out there like this. So we're going to turn this on. This is Lightmare. All Cats Are Beautiful, released in 2021. So let's enjoy All Cats Are Beautiful. Here So bad. 
so yeah hopefully you you hear what i hear and yeah that's all good uh all cats are beautiful by lightmare it is tragic you know you i've been in i've been in a lot of bands and some of them have stuff on spotify i've shared some of those on the show i'll definitely share them again but it's you know at least you have the art to look back on and enjoy the music but the cool thing of modern times is that literally that music lives out there you know and lightmare has some really great sounds a lot i mean all the bands that i feature on the show have amazing sounds and the ones that aren't around anymore the ones that have broken up and gone on that music is still there and i just wish there were you know hopefully if if they're if they're out there they're trying to do something with it you know they're trying to commercialize it maybe get it in, in commercials i don't know you know get it on tiktok i know that when i do my tiktok uh videos i do little short clips with me and my son i'll always look for a band from our playlist because i do like i want to you know if 800 people see my little tiktok my little shitty tiktok with me and my son walking in the supermarket you know at least they'll listen to something new that very few people are listening to in the world and and hopefully maybe they'll be like oh shit what's what's that you know let me click on that and, and discover it there's something really i don't know maybe it's like a weird fetish that i've developed where this idea of i'm listening to music that very few people are clicking into not because it's not good but because it's such an oversaturated market and uh there's people out there who would enjoy this kind of stuff maybe if one if a couple of people one person if they happen to come across something that i create and they see and hear a sound that intrigues them all of a sudden that artist has a new audience that never existed before and with bands that are no longer around that can still happen so those two records for lightmare uh let me just pull them up right now they have a dream glitch that they did in 2018 and dirt from 2021 and there it's such a really great it's a really great sound they got a really big band sound uh so if you guys are listening i love the music if you ever do get back together shoot me a note you know i think if i had one piece of advice for anybody who's in a similar position as i am you know it really does help to keep a sense of humor about it my son does drive me nuts he does pull me in different directions you do get frustrated with certain calls for work there's there's sometimes that i get i get some messages that at first make me furious and then you know if i just give myself a minute to acknowledge the stupidity or the absurdity or the redundancy you know like something in it that i can hang my hat on and laugh about uh it helps alleviate the day and uh what i would say is if you are feeling stressed definitely walk away from your computer every you know 40 minutes or so exercise has been a massive help but going back on this idea of work-life balance uh what i've come to the conclusion is that there's no such thing hopefully you enjoy what you do for a living and you'll do it for as long as you can and you'll have some sort of way to divide your time between work and life work and family work and hobbies working out what have you uh, hopefully you'll you'll keep but it'll never be perfect and so it's sort of taking on that that same agile mindset approach where you say little by little i'm going to make this better one step at a time and learn from my mistakes uh enhance what i'm doing well sort of what i'm trying to do with the whole two-day schedule thing 
I hope that helps if you're listening and if you're stressed out. Hopefully, if that didn't help, then maybe maybe uh, our band today out today nightmare uh, will help. We are gonna wrap it up. I think uh, let's check this out. I think we're gonna listen to Corporate Time Thief, which is from their 2018 release, Dream Glitch. You can hear <laughs> you can hear Benny in the background playing this game, uh, but it's time for us to go to bed. So, with that said, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch you next time. This is from Dream Glitch, Nightmares 2018 album. The song is called Corporate Time Thief.
Here's a quick reminder. Check out the show notes. Find and click the link to our Spotify Bands to Dig Out playlist. Please enjoy responsibly. Lastly, head on over to www.zenialdadcast.com to hear all past episodes and learn more.